I am not a werewolf, but I am your host, Scott O'Dell. I'm joined by host Jeff Garst. Hey, Scott, not a werewolf. And host Peter Evans. Hello. What's up, guys? It's been a couple weeks, let me tell you. What have you been playing, Jeff? Well, everyone on the planet's been playing Pandemic, it feels like. Too soon. Too Shh. soon. Well, it, you know. we're Yeah. Uh, you know, I think actually quarantining for coronavirus, while horrible, is going to be great for my board game playing. Yeah. Well, especially with a roommate now. Right. So we're just going to play Gloomhaven all day, every day. Yeah. So, But what have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of Gloomhaven. I've seen a couple of Spielbound people come in, regulars, and come in and play saying they're working from home, but just hanging out at Spielbound. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing a lot of... Um, so I just got a new escape room type game from uh, the okay. Breakout Escape Room Company. So it's a, it's a national company called Breakout. Not the Breakout KC. It's sort of the East Coast version of them, but they're also called Breakout. This is a boxed version? This is They have a boxed version of it, and I'm usually against it, but I trust the company because I've done several of their in-person escape rooms. And so I've done... There's seven boxes in this set, and I've done the first three. This is called Dispatch on the Run. Is one of them Sherlock Holmes? No. Oh. Um, and there's seven boxes. It's one story. It's a monthly subscription where you can just buy all seven at once. And I was pleasantly surprised. Where's my really invite, fun. Jeff? It's it happens on a on an at whim base on a whim. I'm looking for a chance to an excuse to get away from my kids at night. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll invite you next time. <laughs> no, but it's been so that's been fun. And then the other game that I just got in the mail, a Kickstarter game, uh, created by Ken Jennings and Richard Garfield, is called Half Truth. No, I didn't get mine yet. You haven't gotten yours yet. No. Oh well, it's very fun. It's I didn't a, know they kickstarted it. It's a really good trivia game, um, and so what it is is you flip over a card. Is that an oxymoron? Not necessarily. Usually, yes, um, but it's a good trivia game. Uh, you flip over a card, and every person has a chip has chi- six chips with A, B, C, D, E, F on it. So one for each. And then there's six choices on the card, also labeled A, B, C, D, E, F. Three of them are correct. Three of them are incorrect. You can guess one, two, or three, but if you get any wrong, you get zero points. If you guess one, you get to move forward. If you guess two, there's you get a bonus. There's three correct answers for every question. For every question. Out Interesting. Of, out, of six correct, out of six answers you're given, there's three of them are correct. And, but you can guess just one which gets you some points. You can guess two, which gets you a bonus. You can guess three, which gets you a big bonus. So one of the questions might be... What, what like, languages in Canada are spoken by more than 2% of the population? They're a little bit harder than that. Okay. Um, they're, like One of them was, which of the following were working titles for the TV show Friends? And like... Okay. So you can, you have a little bit of knowledge. Like you look at it, and like one of them was Central Perk. It's like okay, that would make sense as a working title, but was and but all of them are like that. So you kind of have to use a, it's a little bit of knowledge combined with a little bit of guessing, and a little bit of logic. It, it just it works really well. And the other thing I love about this, which is the the you know it take it is not the I'm going to start that over. The other thing I love about this, which is normally the cardinal sin of trivia games is there are so many questions which is not how most trivia games operate most trivia games suffer from a lack of questions you're saying there's just a bunch of cards yeah okay but it's not one of those you're going to go through all 80 cards and then never be able to play the game again because you know the whole game correct what's the msrp of this game i think i kick-started it for 25 
Yeah, it wasn't too high. I don't remember. I'd have to go look myself. And you got but. six poker chips, right? I got 36 poker chips because oh, it's six, six per player. Six. Okay. And um, I mean, and we never talked about Ken Jennings, right? Yeah, he won. He won the greatest of all. He's the greatest of all time. He might be the third best of all time. Behind who? Watson. Behind Rudder and Holzhauer. Except he he just beat Rudder and Holzhauer. In fact, Rudder, whew, he looked horrible. Yeah, Rudder's now lost to Jennings once, but he's beaten Jennings three times. Okay, he lost to Jennings three times in this tournament too. <laughs> this is gonna make <laughs> Jeff mad. <laughs> I mean, he's he's suffering from old age. He's he's thirty, so you know he's thirty. No, he's probably in his. 40s. He's way older than thirty. It just reminds me of a joke I I heard of like somebody sitting on. The, I'm sitting Jennings on the couch. Is suffering from old age. In fact, he tried to downplay. He tried to lower expectations going in because yeah, he's like I'm the old man. I don't know if I'm as quick. And then he just completely adapted to Holzhauer's style. Yeah, and was apparently really quick on the buzzer and did very good. Yeah, the questions for that were hard. They were really hard. Like they were legitimate. Like it. It exhausted me. And yeah. Well, I tried out for the Jeopardy. I did the Jeopardy online test again this year. Last year, I got 33 out of 50. The cutoff is 50. Or, sorry, the cutoff <laughs> is 35. The cutoff is 35. got 33 last year. This year, got 33 again. I know two people who have so. made it to the interview stage. Well, you don't know three, so I'm sorry to disappoint you. Well, you'll you. get there. Maybe one day. You just got to study geography right before. The problem is, maybe uh, the Je- did you just hear Jeopardy is... The tapings that are happening from now on, and I mean until otherwise announced, have no audience because of coronavirus. Yeah, but laugh tracks. Je- Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune have, are going to have no audience for a few weeks. Well, I hope they don't use the canned laughter like they do for the sitcoms. That would just <laughs> <Yeah>. be awful. <laughs> what if The Price Is Right had no audience? That would be <laughs> really funny. <laughs> It'd be really hard to have a show. So, Peter, what have you been playing? Uh, well, the ones that. Uh, I think we're going to talk about later here is uh, Kalis 1303. Um, but uh, aside from that, uh, we did you say got aside in, from that? Yeah, I said that. <laughs> no. Uh, so the, we've been playing uh, a lot of things uh, ahead of trivia on Wednesdays. Uh, we got in a game of food chain magnate with some of the expansions. Scott would like to throw in all 17 expansions and play. Oh but my we, gosh! We threw in like five or six, and that was that was plenty to keep track of. And it but, still didn't uh, matter. Bryce still won. And Bryce did still win, although that was a much closer game uh, at the, at the end. I, yeah. I thought I I thought I had it. We'll give it to Bryce. We'll say that I had, I did I. So we had a little bit of controversy because at the end of the game, you both had like five hundred bucks, and I was resolving the last uh, houses and restaurants, and Bryce said he had enough to to fill every demand, and he probably did, yeah. and I just messed up, but. We were one short, so then we didn't know whether you or him had won. Yeah, and that made the difference in the game. But yeah. I, I think he probably calculated it right in his head. He, right. But it was only impressive because it was the first time I've ever seen in Food Chain Magnate where it was, you know, within, you know, 25 or 50 bucks of. Yeah, it was. Yeah, with that one, I think he ended up winning by, you know, $30 or something. It was literally one sale that made the difference in the game. I mean, we can talk about Kalis if we want. Yeah, I think we promised that in a previous episode and then. Had some so let's talk about Kalis. Jeff, are you ready to learn about this game? Sure. So there was a game called Kalis, and it came out a long time ago. Hey, before we like get 11? too deep into it, though, I think we oh, should plug yes. Unlock Midtown. So what is Unlock Midtown? Time for some news. Peter and Jeff, if you had to describe Unlock Midtown, what would you say it was? Imagine a Midtown. 
You can go take it from there. There's stores. <laughs> Each one of these stores that's participating, I think there's t- uh, 10, 11 if you include Spielbound. Yeah. Uh, so you'll start at Spielbound. You'll get a sheet from us here. And there are 10 stores listed. And so you know, you'll pick them up. Uh, so it's going to be Friday the 20th through Sunday the 22nd. Of April. Of, of March. Uh, we're in March. Oh, my God. Yes. It is currently March, March folks. March 20th through <laughs> March Can you tell 22nd. I'm ready for summer? Uh, anyways, so they're running it from... This episode will go out tomorrow, in fact. <laughs> uh, 11 to 5 p.m. each one of those days. Now, you, you probably can do some of the puzzles after 5 p.m., but some of the businesses, especially where they have a lot of traffic in and out, uh, we're trying to cut it off at 5. So, uh, you know, be respectful of that if you're coming. But uh, between 11 and 5 on, on Friday through Saturday, you can pick up a sheet and go from business to business and looking at the puzzles, they're all completely different than the style that they had last year, mm-hmm. and they're all completely different from each other. So as you're going through, there's a unique challenge to each one. Uh, the puzzles range anywhere from you know kid friendly. Well, they're all they're all family friendly. That's not that, but I mean they're something a kid could accomplish <laughs> through something that you know will take you a little bit of time and and reasoning. Depends uh, on your definition of kid. But, uh, yes, I, I mean, uh, I would say a six- or seven-year-old could probably solve the simplest one. Mm-hmm. Last year we tried to have 20 people get it right, and we had way more than that. Right? We had over 1,000 participants last year. I think uh, of those, there were, I want to say, 250 to 300 <laughs> yeah. that turned in a completed sheet. Yeah, it was a lot. So, uh, But no, there's a great grand prize package yeah. uh, for you know whoever – gets drawn uh, for the ones that completed it correctly. I don't think they'll be as many correct, but they'll still be a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think we I thought we made it just a little bit more difficult than last year uh, on uh, some of them, but like I said, there's there's plenty that children can do as well. So if you come as a family, uh, you know, there's ones if you notice it's obviously easier, you know, let the kids try to help out. But uh it's also yeah, it's a, a really fun. a really great way to learn what businesses are in the area and see what I mean especially if you live in this area I remember last year we were we sort of walked around to each business to try to find things that were unique that we could use and I was just shocked at the the diversity and the the quality of some of the businesses that are around this area you know I only ever went to Spielbound and Pickleman's to get lunch when I was at Spielbound but there's some really great, cool businesses around Midtown, so it's also a really great way to get to know the community and yeah, and restaurants too. There's right, absolutely s- several restaurants that uh, are participating, and uh, you know, we you get to in, unlock Midtown and learn worked, about it. Worked in some of the you know their offerings into some of the puzzles, so uh, it's it's well worth doing. Uh, last year we had gorgeous weather. Hopefully, it's similar. <laughs> uh, but even if it's not, your your time outside doesn't have to be that great. Going place to place, yeah. And plus, by March twentieth, we won't be required. We likely won't yet be required to stay inside twenty four seven. So, that is true. Either you're not forced to touch anyone to solve these puzzles, so you can, <laughs> you can still do it. You just have to touch paper. There is the communal envelope licking station, though, right? Or did we get rid of that? Oh. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, there. All right, back to Kalis. <laughs> sure. Kalis so, came out eleven years ago, ten years ago. Uh. At least. Or is it 20? No, it was. No, it's, it, they just re-released Kalis, and when they re-released it, they did what I think they should do with all 10 or 20-year anniversary games, which is updated a little bit. So Kalis 1303 is a 
improvement on the old game, what they say. They simplified it a little bit. They made it shorter. Um, it's a worker placement game. Yeah, 15 years. 15 years? Yep, 2005. Okay. So it's a 15-year anniversary version, and they made it, in my opinion, a lot better um, simply because they shortened the game, but they still kept most of the complexity. Um, and so in Kalis, uh the cool gimmick is that it's a worker placement game where you're putting your workers down to get resources to do various things. The theme is you're building the castle in medieval Europe. Uh, I know, great theme, right, Jeff? Mm-hmm. And the gimmick is there's a provost, and wherever he is, uh, and he can be moved a couple different ways, wherever he is, everything that is before him uh, you will get, but everything that's after him you will not get. So if you place your worker on a building and the provost ends up behind that building, you won't get the resources there. And the way the provost is moved is by players manipulating it, uh, either by getting a spot that lets you move that or by paying some of your resources to do it. And that creates a fun dynamic where you can literally cooperate to screw one person over or two people over. And uh, it's it's the rare worker placement game, I think, that actually plays a little bit better at higher player counts because then there's more of that shenanigans going on. Yeah, and it's also you know, considered by many to be the uh, granddaddy of all worker placement games, so... I think bus is now probably considered the first one, but the workers don't work exactly like they do where you pull them back, bus, your workers are spent. But uh, right. yeah, this this one inspired many, many games. And yeah, I played a lot of Agricola and Kalos recently, and it's just like, wow, they used to make really good games. <laughs> we didn't need these giant miniatures and all this Kickstarter extra crap to make really good games. What about all the Lacerda games, though? I mean, you... Mm. Yeah, no good games have been made in the last 10 years, says Scott. I didn't say no good games. I'm just saying old games were good. Look at Scott. He's got a he's got a top knot. He drinks craft beer. He only likes old stuff, and he has an iPhone. Like, Scott is I now the spitting image. I have an iPhone, image. Jeff. I have a Google phone. Thank oh, you very much. That's even worse, actually. <laughs> Scott is the spitting image Excuse of the me, One year right ago, now. your hair was longer than my hair is right now. Yeah, and then I learned the error of my ways because I was balding. So you cut it off? Yep. Lean into it. You didn't want to do the the Toby from West Wing? What's the Toby from West Wing? Just have the hair on the sides? No, oh. I did not. Anyway, Kalos is awesome. Not at 26 years old. <laughs> Everyone should play it. In the original game, you had to pay your workers, so you had to manage a lot of different resources. Can you imagine that, paying workers? But every, <laughs> every round, you had to not only make sure you got enough workers, you also had to pay them to take an action. So if you didn't have enough workers or money, then you were screwed. But in this game, they just simplified it, and they just there's just workers. They don't have to be paid. Uh, and in the, the original game, there was what was called a favor, and there was five different little tracks that you could move up on, and depending upon... Uh, where you moved up on, you got something. And it was slightly convoluted. And in this game, they took that away. There's no tracks anymore. There's just passive powers that you can... If you get a favor, you can steal them from other players. And so there's always uh, there's always three extra ones and then one per player. So in a three-player game, there's six, there's six of these powers. And so depending upon how good they are, someone might end up with four and two and zero or... Um, there's a lot of player interaction, which is what I like for my worker placement games. I don't know. It, the, the game Kalis definitely holds up, and the new version that they've made better. Like Now I'm mad at games that have the 15-year anniversary and don't improve the game. They just re-release the same game with better components. Yeah, and this got alluded to. It is a mean game. So 
It's not that mean. Well, if, if you're playing with people who are hurt by actions that are taken directly against them, this may not be the, the best choice for yeah, you. Yeah, it was zero-sum worker placement game with not enough for everyone. Yeah, but, I mean, you're, you're literally taking an action to take away someone else's action. Right. <laughs> and, and you can... I mean, it's a it's a classic worker placement game where you look at the other resources people you look at people's resources and then you figure out I'm going to build this victory point building before they do to screw them over, like, which I think is the height of fun. Yep, highly recommended. It's Jeff, you should play available it. You here like, as well. You would like it. Spielbound. Yeah, it's in the library. You would like it, Jeff, a lot. It's also for sale. I saw it on the shelf as we walked in. I fun fact: my cat destroyed my original copy of Kalis, so I might pick it up. I haven't picked up very many games. Yeah, your your shelf is much smaller than mine. I <laughs> saw. Yes. I saw the. Yes. Yours is in a in a kitchen yes. cabinet that's closed and hides them. <laughs> mine has Peter, become the walls. <laughs> everyone's shelf is much smaller than yours. Peter's it, house is just built of games at this point. I mean, they're holding up the basement ceiling. Other yeah, other than Caleb's house, who I think Peter might. No, I went over no. to Caleb's house the other week, and I was like, oh, Caleb, what are you doing? Yeah, Ca- Caleb's are in every room. So <laughs> you open up a closet, and there's even more games. So He, he <laughs> still has me probably by 1,000 games yeah. at his house, not to mention the 1,500 he, so he's donated yeah. here to start, and then <laughs> yeah. probably the other you know, five to 800 he's donated since you've been open. So Yeah, my, my board game collection has definitely gone down in the last couple of years, which I think is fine. Mine went down significantly last time I moved. Last time I moved, yeah, I brought, moving is key. I brought a bunch to Spielbound. I'm down right. to about 80. Join us next time when we'll talk about the two-player Uwe Rosenberg game no one knew came out last year, and maybe a little Eclipse. The Spielcast is recorded at the Spielbound Board Game Cafe in Omaha, Nebraska. You can reach us at spielcast at spielbound.org, or you can always tweet at us at Spielbound with the hashtag Spielcast. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and as always, please give us a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.